We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bryson's driver is broken. First day of the Open Championship, we are, which is held in Britain. I will just add that. Is that a country? It is. It is. Hello, Scotland. It's in England. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the British Open. It's the Open, but it's a hu- it's the Open that's held in Britain. Is what uh, so I'm now we're coming to this. say. It's already going to be a tenuous. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Topic. Yeah. So we're talking about comments Bryson made on day one. It's now past day one, I know, and you might have already heard about this. But we're just going to go for what he said, what it means. And yeah, it's an interesting one. Welcome, Hack It Out Golf Podcast crew. Let's get stuck in. Right, who wants to take this first? Bryson's driver is, what did he say, Lou? Did he say C-R-A-P? I don't want to use a foul language. Or did he just say it's rubbish? Sucks. I can't remember what no, he this said. driver it sucks. 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 Okay, yeah. so sucks. my driver sucks. The face just doesn't, I can't get the face to work. I'm punished on mishits is what he went on to say. Guys, I mean, our drivers uh, must be well broken. I'm going to start off just by saying I do have, uh, full disclosure, a signed shirt from Bryson saying thanks for all the help, but I'm a very objective human being, and I think that it's absolutely absurd that he said that. That said, I'm also going to be apologetic for him throughout this episode to some degree because of my own uh, quasi-mental illness. I I think shockingly, shockingly, it's hard to control a driver with five degrees of loft and 46 uh, inches long. A putter is three degrees. Like he's hitting a putter off the tee and surprised it's tough to control. Like that's literally what's going on if you actually boil it down. And what spin is he trying to sit at as well? Like what I don't, I've not seen his launch characteristics. What spin number is he trying to settle at? So just for the audience, you know, I'm spinning my driver between I'm a low spin player and I can be like one eight and I get my bomb balls, but they can also fall out the air. And then I, you mean 1800, right? Sorry. Yeah. 1,800. Well done, Lou. Yeah. And then I'm 2,500 top end. The odd miss hit will go two eight to three thousand if I really miss hit it. But my my real stock drive is around two thousand two hundred revs, which with my launch, my speed gets me, you know, my my decent repeatable distance. If I start spinning my driver driver consistently in the one thousands, one thousand two hundred, one thousand eight hundred, one thousand nine hundred, I get my longest. 
but I also get my shortest. So what happens is my averages don't actually achieve any better. And I get some situations where I think I can carry this and I do not carry it by a mile because the strike just takes that spin down. Um, what spin is, is Bryson actually living in? Does anyone know? I, I don't know. The Cobra, I was trying to find it here while you were talking. The Cobra rep said, you know, 200, which obviously is not what he's doing. But I would be surprised just from my own personal experience if it isn't in that 1800. Uh, I mean, I just can't imagine he and Como actually trying to get into the mid-teens. That would just clearly be silly. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows more than speculation, but I would think he's trying to settle in that 1800 to 2100 RPM range. You I would hope so, wouldn't this. you? I can't imagine yeah. this. I mean, he does state in the interview that – he lives on the precipice or I live on the knife edge is how I listen. So he basically, he is saying his, his launches that he's trying to play to and the speeds that he's trying to push make him live on the edge of hitting great drives to ones that might find the hay. And then, you know, the, the variables are just, he knows the variables are there. Lou, is your driver broken? Have you got a Cobra driver? Uh, my driver has been broken for decades. <laughs> decades um i hit it farther than you yeah so you th do. the problems you were going through sound like the problems of a short hitter if i'm being quite honest <laughs> <laughs> us longer hitters don't have to worry about those types of issues um i was just i was curious um, i i remember looking at some of the um some of bryson's uh spin rates um in shot link they do they do capture it and um his average spin is 2500 um, yeah. this year. Um, and I know he has some that are like the rest of us a little bit lower and some that are a little bit higher. So okay. on the topic of spin, which is pretty funny. And Scott actually texted me about this. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I was on the road. Um, and it was about the back of the tour Balada. And one of the, one of the features of the tour Balada, uh, was yeah. it has the highest driver spin. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, what we didn't know back then. And now we thought that that was, um, an important thing. Well, that was pretty shocking because again, to all the purists that want to increase, like it's literally flying in the face of the ads from back then. They, they all say now that we want this high spinning, high miss hit driver. And like, again, back then they would have thought that's a good thing, but now they're like, Oh, that's a bad thing. Like it's, well, I mean, Paul Wood from Ping, one of the engineers from Ping, replied to Lou's tweet. He and he said back in 2005 when he joined Ping, don't quote me on that date, I think he said 2005, yep. you know, we did believe that low launching, higher spinning drivers was what we wanted. And he said then went on to say there was not any ways of measuring this back then. Um, it, you know, it shows you that people just weren't because there, there obviously were ways of measuring that back then, as in it's just basic maths. If someone chooses to do it, obviously, to measure what's happening to that ball, I get is more complicated. But if you gave that task surely to a mathematician or a ballistics expert in 1990, they would say, well, you need these characteristics for something of that shape, which is going to move that way to fly the furthest. It's maybe what we did choose. We, you know, we chose or, or the industry chose not to look in those areas for the answers. Maybe. I, yeah. I mean, so I want to, I want to read his response. And by the yeah. way, it's, it's Dr. Paul Wood. Yeah, so absolutely. The doctor, and he is in yeah. charge of engineering at Ping.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He uh, is. So, UK guy, yeah, English guy. Did you know? He is an English guy for sure. Like many of the smart brains. Well, you know, I saw some on that topic. <laughs> I saw something really funny. Uh, my buddy Tony Covey at My Golf Spy, he posted yeah. this um, uh, yesterday, I think. And I'm going to read it. I brought it up. Uh, you're going to enjoy this, Mark. It says, I don't have a pick for the Open Championship. Oh, I read this. But since it's on Engl- English soil, I'll assume an Italian will win. <laughs> yeah, I responded. I responded to him. Did you? To that. Don't Did you? you yeah, worry. It, was, it, was, yeah. it was good. It was good. So here's yeah. what Dr. Paul Wood said, who is in charge of engineering at Ping. F- felt like a bit of an American joke, like an American making a joke about a game they didn't really understand that, that yeah oh yeah i still don't like. understand it i don't i don't know what any of it is <laughs> yeah, uh, when i when i when i started in the industry in 2005 i'd say it was the dominant feeling that launching driver low with relatively high spin was the best way to go there weren't too many places to go to measure this stuff things change fast yeah so, yeah yeah that was an interesting comment from uh, from paul yeah, absolutely. And it's those guys often the ping team uh, always are adding really good points on Twitter into some interesting discussions, which is one of the things I love about them. But let's get back to Cobra, though, because just to put it out there. So you guys probably know I test drivers from companies I've done for years. And to be fair with Cobra, to give them because obviously, uh, I mean, you could argue no press is, or you know, any press is good press or whatever the cliche <laughs> I just got wrong is. Driver's um, is bad not, press is not going to fit that Bad mold. press is still good press. Well, <laughs> like in honesty, and you could check this with quite a few I reviewers, I'd say the last few iterations of drivers from Cobra, not only are they cheaper than most of the main manufacturers, they also outperform to perform at the exact same level as anything out there. So what Bryson's saying there is actually so irresponsible for what the brand is achieving. So out of all the golf brands at the moment, and I say this in my reviews, Cobra are one of the brands that are actually pushing the envelope that can't really be pushed, as we all know, and we've talked about many times. They're one of the only companies out there who actually are trying to shove it. 3D printed putters. They've got arm lock putters that are more accessible than most other companies I know. Um, You know, the drivers have been cheaper in the UK. I don't know what they cost, obviously, in different parts of the world, but certainly in the UK. And I'm talking like £100 cheaper than other drivers of bigger names. And their performance has been as good as anything. Um, I played the Cobra L4V for literally five years. Oh, I remember that driver, yeah. That was yeah, the yeah. best driver ever. I've still got one sitting over here in my room. That was yeah, the yeah. best driver ever. Well, yeah. you know, here's what I think this whole Bryson thing today is with this driver and how he said it sucked. And I'm not defending that in any way, shape, or form. But I think what I take away from this more than anything is that Bryson, there's a lot of people that don't like Bryson. And no matter what he does, they are not going to like it. Think back to when he won um, at Bay Hill earlier this year. Was it in March? And he thanked his sponsors after winning. And people tore him up for thanking his sponsors after winning. 
And now he tears into a sponsor and says, this driver sucks. And they're going to tear him apart for <laughs> saying that. So which one is it? Do you want him to be, you know, overly kind and nice and thank his sponsors? Or are, are you going to get mad about that? Or are you going to get mad about when he, you know, gets mad at a sponsor for whatever reason? I'm not saying it's justified, but it just, to me, it goes to show you that no matter what he does, there's a huge segment of the population that is just going to find fault with it. So he can't, he can do no right in, in the, the eyes of a lot of people, in my opinion. Well, and that's, that's the exact point that honestly leads into my main thing that I, I will just get off my chest quickly. The guy's <laughs> on the spectrum. I mean, I've known him since he was in college, as many of us are. Like, I, I hate saying that, and I'm not, I'm going to be apologetic for him. Again, does he have some issues? No doubt about it. Could he phrase a lot of things a lot differently? No doubt about it. But when you're a young multimillionaire who's basically been told you are God for the last, you know, four, five years of your life, it's going to be hard to stop believing that. And then he's not, he's not social. Like what I was talking about before we started recording, I've been watching a lot of Elon Musk stuff while I've been recovering from my surgery. And Elon is just an awkward guy. He's the richest man on the planet. And you can see how nervous he is standing and talking in front of a room of a hundred people like my pulse doesn't change when I get in front of a room of 100 people. Elon is clearly uncomfortable. There's no chance Bryson's not on that same spectrum. And it's just unfortunate in our world, everybody thinks they're perfect. I shouldn't say that. Everybody knows they're not perfect. And so it's we just want to bash the other guy that's making mistakes. Tell you what, go put anybody on a world stage, get them really pissed off, and then stick a microphone in their face and see what happens. It's not going to go well. And it is unfortunate that, I mean, can you, can you not like the guy? That's fine. But I'm sitting here looking at Tron, unfortunately, because he actually did post something very funny. He gave a hashtag century at the end of, uh, of a tweet. I'll give Tron Carter some credit for that one. But then he's literally saying that, that Bryson is the biggest. So we're trying to keep this thing clean. Like he literally posts and stuff. That's just ridiculous. Like, He's not a bad human. He makes a bunch of stupid comments. And to take it to the level of he's a bad person, he's a sociopath, like, no, he's just awkward. And he's not doing a good job. Again, I'm not going to discount that at all. But just move on. Like, that's my whole deal. Just, okay, he's, yeah, there's a stupid comment. Just move on, people. I don't know. I hate it. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, and I think, Lou, you make a good point there with both sides. And I definitely agree there are people who just don't want to like him, no matter what side um, he goes. But you did choose an example of two extremes in, in to an effect. So what happens is if you do use extremes, either side of the spectrum of, you know, so overly out about his sponsors and then overly against his sponsors, then at each end of those extremes, there are a group of people who have bigger voices. Often in the middle part, if you become the corporate non-sayer, you know, you just do become that corporate robot. That's where the mass sales stroke non-offensive things happen. I mean, I've seen it in my life online for years. Like if you say something that even if it's based with fact, but it goes against what people think, they say the word 
controversial and i just think well, it's not controversial it's it's been proven it's it's <laughs> controversial that you thought the truth was in the dirt or it's controversial that you thought that the you know the that you had to point the face at the target to draw it um that's often so i think where your example is good maybe it's it's that he, it's he's so polarizing with, with do, is there not a chance that we could just get him a bit more in the middle, maybe, Luke? Or is he just not that kind of person? Which is kind of what Scott's saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I would be smart enough to speak to all of that. I, might, I think he's he's different than a lot of people, and, and people generally don't like different. Um, and yeah. I think that's yeah. really what it comes down to, um, is he's different, and they are fearful of that and whatever their reason is and they don't they don't like different do i think he should have said that about his driver and his equip, equipment company no i i think it's a it's a not a good idea to say those things um, i think it's a bad idea um, it's what, he, what he's actually yeah. saying because you can't buy the driver he's got you know that don't you as in you can buy the head but you can't buy it to the specs i actually uh, tried to get the driver he's got made for me to do a video and they you don't swing harness. fast enough yeah, well, that's one of the things Listen. I wanted to show yeah, in the video. Exactly. I, I spoke to Cobra and said, look, you know, when Bryson was kicking off, can you get me one of the drivers or make me one, you know, because it's obviously part of a cast. Um, and they said, we've literally got two heads at that time and they're both for him. They tried to get me one. They couldn't get one. It, it's not. There might be driver. one available now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might be two available. There might be two available now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is him saying his driver sucks. It isn't the driver that anyone's ever going to buy because it's not available. It, he's not saying that he doesn't like where the weight is placed or where the look of it or how it sounds and all the things that you're going to test when you go and test whatever branded driver. I'm not defending Cobra here. In, you know, I think they're a decent company, but I think there's plenty of other decent ones as well. Um, I, I just think he's saying something that... So it's almost like sometimes I think Bryson is too honest for his own good because he's emotional well, that's part human of being, being on the spectrum you don't yeah. understand yeah the social rules yeah you just don't understand social rules and again like i'm trying to say this as a guy who as I i've get, gotten yeah. 47 i look back at a lot of the stuff i've done in my 20s and i'm like oh my god dude i mean again i'm <laughs> trying to be honest i'm i'm out yeah. there follow me on yeah. twitter you realize it i'm doing better but yeah. it's yeah, I'm I'm oblivious sometimes. You're doing lots better at the minute. I, I need to say, don't you think, Lou? <laughs> Much better. Yeah, I, I, I don't even I, see him I, on Twitter anymore. I had something <laughs> exactly. That I almost hit send on that I saved myself about four hours of headache by, by deleting it. But again, I'm just trying to say, like, I don't think people can realize it's it, you know, hey, we're all different, and it's not easy. And and again, I I, I don't want to sound like an apologist. But again, like I finally pulled up what Tron said. He said, tried telling you this for all for the last few years. We're talking about a truly bad and depraved guy here. And I'm like, really? Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. That's, yeah, I agree. Tron, hey, guess what? You're kind of an a-hole too. And yeah, but you can't do that. That's, no, you can't, you can't, you need to think Gandhi more, Scott. So you can't use his aggression again against him. You oh. need the, you need to be the lie down passive person who just highlights that it's incorrect. Watch Gandhi. Have you watched that film? Watch it. Think about that. Like, what is it? Uh, what, what Gandhi, you know, the amazing Indian Gandhi, leader. Gandhi. Gandhi. That's how we would pronounce it here. <laughs> okay. But you said candy. I'm like, I like candy. <laughs> 
<laughs> but do you hear what I'm saying? You can't say you can't say no, you can't yeah. say someone's horrible and then go and tell them that person's horrible. That it devalues. No, I'm just I'm saying John saying. needs to look in the mirror a little bit at himself and realize he's on the spectrum too. Again, this is where at 47, it's taken me this long. And and honestly, without social media really coming back at me sometimes as hard as it does, I'm not sure that I would have recognized it. And I look at a lot of the stuff I've done in the past and I'm like, oh my God, like it, it does. It makes me want to crawl under a rock sometimes. If you could see the lashing I've given some USGA events at the US Mid-Am, like not the local guys, like literally at the course where I just unload on them. And it's like, it's like a blackout. Like I don't have a better way of expressing it, but what I can say is I'm 47. I've never been in a fist fight in my life. So I do know the limits. I've never hit a single human in my life, but you, if you get me riled, I definitely black out to where I'm, I'm the missed hits. Yeah. I'm just, I'm out, I'm gone. And then about three minutes later, I'm like, whoo, I feel like <laughs> yeah. I took that too far. Bryson is just doing the same thing. And it's just, I, I do. He's doing I it in sorry. public, isn't he? He's doing it in public. I feel sorry for him because I mean, is he, he's not a truly depraved, awful human. He's no, he's on the spectrum. He says a lot of really stupid stuff. The thing that I don't really understand is, hey, that driver you hit at the US Open looked pretty good. Where's that thing? What are yeah, we looking yeah. for beyond that? Yeah, you know what's yeah, yeah, funny yeah. about that my driver sucks is Bryson, uh, he's leading the tour and strokes gained off the tee. Um, he's uh, 1.13 strokes gained off the tee per round, which is almost three tenths of a shot ahead of second place. Imagine if he had a driver that didn't suck. He might be gaining three shots around right now. <laughs> And Scott, you've never been in a fist fight? Yeah. I find that incredible. I don't know which stat's more shocking. Yeah. I'm, That's I'm incredible. Lucky. I'm lucky I'm 6'1 and 210 because I probably am more intimidating than it would seem. And I'm also smart but enough. But even to, as a kid, gonna, like. He might be able to fight. I'm not going not gonna to pester him. Like, <laughs> yeah. like as a kid, yeah, I'm surprised as a kid you never got into a fist fight. That's shocking. Not one. Wow. Good on you. Good uh, on you, Scott. Good, good for you. Was it, one last point now. I mean, the great point there with the stats there, Lou, obviously. And I, I, I think Cobra and Bryson will be clever enough to turn this round into a positive. I mean, I do think what Bryson does do in his defence with his comments, which are silly, is he, he does, or they do, whoever does it, so from the media to him to his management team, whatever, they can sometimes turn it around into become something bigger and marketable. I mean, the Brooks Kepka Bryson thing is now even becoming a slight parody of itself. It's so funny now, isn't it? It's like I'm not even, even though there is blatant disdain from Brooks, unless he is the best actor on the planet. Bryson's just happily going. I mean, I saw him tweet or a poor comment this week where he said, I would, I would happily play with Kepka in the Ryder Cup. I think we would make an amazing pair. It'd be quite funny. Like he's able to then flip it and see the funny side of it a little bit. I think. Bryson. Um, yeah, Bryson. Yeah. And Brooks doesn't. Brooks, Brooks comment to the exactly same question was, I am, I'm not going to play with him. You're, I'm pretty sure we're not being paid. I hate the guy. <laughs> that's literally part of it, though. If you could see, and again, with I'm not going to get into my personal life much, but if you could see some of the stuff that has happened to me in my personal life, and then how I treat some of those people, like you'd be like, dude, you don't hold a grudge. Like again, it's it's something in the wiring of the brain. I literally have a few people that I should hate more than anyone on this planet, and I support them just like any. I I, I just literally ha don't have any ability to hold a grudge. But that's part of it. It's just there's something not quite right. And it takes 
a certain level of introspection to yeah. be able to be like, what's actually going on in my head? I can assure you, not that we can see this to people on, uh, <laughs> I've got the book right here by Anthony DeMello, Awareness. I've got this book, The Emotion Code. Like I got a lot of stuff here on my desk. I'm constantly working on it. And I think that's what Bryson, Bryson just needs a little bit of a life coach, I think. Not, not a media coach. He needs a little bit of a life coach to be like, hey, buddy don't do yeah. this for 20 more years. Like, honestly, I feel like I, when he was exploding on the other end of the range a couple of years ago at the, at the British, I sent him a text that just said, I was like, Hey man, it's gotta be impossible growing up as of whatever he was at the time, 24 year old in front of the world. Don't let it get to you. I recommended the book, the art of learning, which is obviously the one that I recommend to everyone everywhere. Cause I'm just like, you know, I've been where you are, dude. Well, I haven't been where he is. I'm not a gazillionaire, uh, 20 to 26 or whatever. I've been mentally where he's at many times on the golf course. And it's just like, sometimes you can't see, you can't see the end of it. You don't even realize what you're doing. And I just can't imagine struggling with that on a worldwide scale. Like I just, it's, you want to, you want to do, you want to do over, I, I, I wish I could just do it. Well, that's not how it works. Now I'm going to just go out of my way to really ham it up at the, the match. Well, that didn't work well either. Like you just need to be, and I, I'm, I can, I wouldn't take long because all these guys on the tour, literally all of them are somewhere on the spectrum. You don't take this game to that level without being a little bit odd. It's it takes such a, a an, a, 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 you're only focused on yourself. It's why they, we play, individual sports and not team sports like yeah just i mean again this gets back to just the mental health crisis around the world and unfortunately social media just makes it worse and you know yeah (laughs) maybe we're not all perfect and maybe we're not all as bad as you know like bryson and me but we're all battling our own demons i just can't imagine having to deal with this on the on the worldwide scale yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it was. I, I think it's quite obvious that he's talking with emotion there, because, like, as Lou has clearly pointed out, there, <laughs> it obviously isn't. So it doesn't suck, does it? It like it. It's worked and does work. He. I mean, just to finish this pod off, he did. Say, he said one other thing this week in a press conference that was really strange. I tweeted it earlier. It's a, it's kind of connected to the same point. I don't know if you both saw it. He got interviewed in a press conference, and a British journalist said to him. Um, why do you not shout for? He said to him, like, why, why do you not shout for? Just asked it. Like, what did you see Bryson's response to that question? I do 99% of the time. Yeah. Again, that's where he just doesn't see it. Like, he's just he said, he said, well, he said, I do shout for, and then he went on to say, you like, you've obviously are trying to ask something controversial there, and I do shout for uh, 99% of the time. I don't know what you're on about. Got obviously a bit riled by it, and again, you could see it was such an emotional non-realistic response because there is there is footage of him blatantly not shouting for and the question is n- in no way controversial it would be like asking just... someone it'd be like asking me like why do you have no hair well it's not controversial i just don't have any hair it, it's a it just is we've seen footage of you not shouting for the ball clearly going right at the these spectators and no one is shouting no one on the tee there's audio on that too you can hear the ball struck you can hear no one is shouting for um it's not a controversial question that's the and I, I mean, yeah and i just thought like that's just disaster stuff like it's almost like he needs that i know you say about life coach but he almost like 
you know, like in Hollywood movies when you've got your lawyer and then you're in the courtroom and you start, you don't need to answer that one or you're in the police investigation room and your lawyer just says, don't need to answer that question. Don't need to answer that question. He, he almost like says, you know, he almost needs that because I just think, what kind of response is that, Bryce? And I like you. I think I've met him. He was a nice guy. Um, he was very sociable. He's an amazing golfer that I totally respect. I just love what he's done with distance and what he's doing to his game. Yeah. Just stop well, saying here's, crazy here's, stuff. Well, here's <laughs> where what I think plays into that. It goes, it, what I brought up earlier, I think, is a factor. Bryson falls head over heels and says he loves his sponsors after he wins and he gets ripped apart. Yep. He tears into a sponsor. He gets ripped apart. No matter what he does, a, a vocal section of golf is going to call him out for it. It doesn't matter. And so I've been to events before uh, and I can tell you uh, I've seen, and, and we could go and find video of lots of players hitting it into the crowd and not shouting. And yeah. Bryson was picked out for it. So do I think you should shout every time? Yeah, we talked about this. Absolutely. <laughs> you 100% you should shout every time. You Not only should you shout four, but I want to hear a response of five from yeah. someone else on the golf course. Come on. Because so, that <laughs> makes people even more aware that there's something going on that they need to yeah. pay attention to. So... Yeah. I will say a shout out to all the listeners who gave us five. In yeah, the, yeah, that was great. Well done, yeah. people. Well done. Yeah, I, yeah. I do want to hear it on a golf course one day, though, just um, uh, you know, yeah. from somewhere else. I want to shout four. So when I play from now on, I'm going to occasionally yell four. Well, I mean, it happens anyway, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm waiting. The first person that responds five to me on a golf course, You're giving him a high there's going to be some kind of, uh, there's going to be some kind of prize awarded to you. So yeah, absolutely. anyway, but Bryson was singled out for not, shouting for, um, and there are plenty of other players on the PGA tour that have been doing the same thing for years. Uh, but he was singled out because he's not well-liked and people are going to pick on him no matter what he does. Um, and so maybe part of his answer was him being annoyed by that fact. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Bryson's driver is sucks. I don't agree. I've tested versions of that company's driver, and I think it's one of the best ones out there. Often, uh, you know, will will come through in one of my it's one of the top ones for the cost. I just think he's had a bit of a bad day on the course. And I do think he lives on a knife edge with delivery where you, you know, you are gonna see some deviations, but in the long run, like Lou says, his stats are doing pretty good. Um, it, it's obviously working at some point. Mark, who lives on a bigger knife edge, Bryson with a five-degree driver or me with, with my normal driver? I couldn't <laughs> live where you live, Lou. That's Come on, all. man. It's I a fun couldn't. place to be. I couldn't. I Honestly, uh, we talk about this a lot when we play and film. I, I couldn't play golf not knowing where my ball like, – I just couldn't play golf with the variation I think that you put out there. I just, just a, I'd, we, be, I'd be so anxious. I think I'd rather go and like, I don't know, go to the beach or something. Or, that's why I have good imagination on the golf course. Yeah, absolutely. I need you it. Do. There you go. There you go. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, does your driver suck? Maybe let us know on social if you're listening to where you posted fives last time. If you're listening and you enjoy the podcast, tell us. Uh, hit me, Lou or Scott, all three of us up and tell us, does your driver suck? I would love to know. Thanks for listening.